on Tuesday afternoon of Passion Week some 2,000 years ago in the city of Jerusalem. Jesus Christ sat on the Mount of Olives teaching his disciples what it was going to be like when he would return to the earth and establish his kingdom. You know what he said? As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Lord. Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I'm so grateful that you would take a moment to join us as we take a look at the book. In just a moment, I'll allow you to listen to a portion of this five-part, five-hour series, audio series, by the way, on CD that is available to you. Remember, Jesus Christ was responding to the disciples' questions Can you give us some signs of the second coming? Now, not the rapture of the church. There are no signs for the rapture, but for the second coming. Let's study together, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own individual copy of this five-part, five-hour series, audio series on CD. Right now, let's listen to a portion of As in the Days of Noah. There's others. Go down here to verse 21. And his brother's name was Jubal, and he was the father of all such that handled the harp and the organ. Music came into existence here. Music? How is that a problem in the last days? The Bible talks about music in 500 different locations. And music, listen folks, again, if you're not aware of the fact that in the church music is a problem, you need to check your pulse. Music is an unbelievable... I can remember back in the early 70s when Harry and I used to talk about it when I was with Word of Life at Scroon Lake and helping Harry with the tours. We used to talk about music and what do we do? How do we deal with it? I mean, that was 30 years ago. And it's only intensified. Music is unbelievable. Music, forget Christian music for a moment. Music is being used to communicate. It's one of the greatest communicators there is. It's one of the greatest ways to get your message along to somebody. And what do our young people do? Walk around with uh, these uh, earplugs in their ears, listening to their CD players as loud as they can get them, or they drive down the street and those cars are just vibrating. I can stand on a concrete floor and I can feel the vibration as they go by. Yeah, right. You've been there, done that. But music, please, music is so important. Listen, music is so important. Harry's song, Even So Come, Lord Jesus. We sang it many times on the cruise, but I have used that song in every single prophecy conference I've ever been in because it is communicating a message. And in song, you use music. Music is very key in worship to attract our minds and get them off of the mundane things of the world on one accord so the Word of God can be presented. It is not the ultimate. It is a vehicle to get us to the Word of God. Now, sometimes that is even perverted. But music in the last days, there are, I, I won't even go into the messages in some songs, both Christian and secular, that are invading our minds. And we could talk a lot more about that. The last one, verse 23, And Lamech said unto his wives, his two of them, Hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech, hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. Here's a man that now brags about murder. His great-great-great-granddaddy committed the first murder, now he brags about going out and murdering somebody. Violence. Violence? Violence? 
when a man walks onto a bus disguised as an Orthodox Jew and within his scroll is a bomb that he ignites and blows 23 people into eternity, 23 children, women, and elderly. That's not a freedom fighter. That's rampant violence. When they drive down the street in Istanbul, Turkey, stop in front of two synagogues, and for no other reason than just to be violent, blow themselves up, destroying the lives of 40 people? When they fly two airplanes into the Twin Towers and kill 2,000 plus? Violence? Is it running rampant? Well, I guess so. Can we ever turn on a television program when we don't see almost the epitome of violence? And, and, and don't go to movies? I, I can't remember the last time I ever went to a movie, but I see some of the advertisements. And we allow our children, and, we allow, and, and the world is being propagandized with violence? Has it ever been, I can't, and I'm not that old, I'm only 63, but I can't remember violence like this happening in those early days of my life. Maybe it did, maybe I didn't hear about it, but I can know this, it is intensified today. A godless society started by a man who was an apostate, who approached the worship of God from a humanistic, secularistic approach instead of the theistic approach that he should have. Look at the last part of chapter 4, verse 25. And Adam knew his wife again, and he bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God said, She hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slain. And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Uh, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Now that phrase in the King James, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord, uh, has variable uh, translations. It says that they started to proclaim the name of the Lord, that they were known in the name of the Lord to go forth. There are four men in chapter 5, starting in chapter 4, but also in chapter 5, four men that uh, are going to be used of God, and they are the consecrated offspring of Seth. Seth was one of them. It was in his day when men started to call upon the name of the Lord. He introduced that approach And there's going to be that continuation of it. It was one of his great-great-grandsons, a man named Enoch, who until 65 years of age, I guess was pretty good, but then at 65 years of age, he had a son named Methuselah, and Methuselah somehow caused him to start walking in the Lord. And for 300 years, total of 365 years, but the last 300 years of the life of Enoch, he walked with the Lord on the earth, and then walk with the Lord into the heavenlies. I love uh, the story of uh, the, the, the Lord would come by and, and take uh, a walk every day with this man, and this young man would run out and always be there at the gate when the Lord would come by, and they'd walk, and he'd talk to him, and then he'd turn around and go back home and walked. And finally, one day, he was walking along, and all of a sudden, he said, well, Lord, i got to go back to the house. It's almost time for supper. And the Lord said, well, we're probably uh, too far away from your home. We're closer to my home. Why don't you keep on going with me? That's like Enoch was. He walked on the earth for 300 years, and he walked with the Lord. You know, Enoch was a preacher of righteousness. 
the book of Jude says he preached about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ with 10,000 of his saints. Probably a number just referring to the saints that would be coming with him. A preacher of righteousness. A preacher of judgment. And then there was Methuselah. Methuselah, the man who lived the longest on the face of the earth, uh, 969 years. Probably the last 120 years, something that God just gave him. Because it was that Noah was going to be a preacher of righteousness, the fourth in that quartet of proclaimers of God's plan in the fifth chapter. And during the days of Noah, there was a proclamation of the message of God. Methuselah's name literally meaning, when I die, the flood will come. Judgment will come. Can you imagine being the father of Methuselah? During that 300 of years that Enoch was on the earth still before he walked with the Lord in the heavenlies? Can you imagine if uh, Methuselah got up and had a cough? <coughs> you feel all right, Methuselah? Everything okay, buddy? <laughs> Do we need to take you to the doctor real quick? What's up? And then watching that and realizing what was going on, can you imagine Methuselah? All of a sudden, one day, his daddy's walking off, and he's gone. Can you imagine Noah, who was the grandson of Methuselah, great-grandson of Enoch? Enoch was gone before Noah comes on the scene, but can you imagine talking to your granddaddy? One of the favorite things in all of my life was telling, let my granddaddy tell me stories. I can remember when I was 12 years old, my granddaddy first telling me he lived in Opelika, uh, Alabama, and uh, in Opelika, Alabama, one day, Jesse James and his gang came into town and robbed the bank, and my granddaddy was on the, st- on the sidewalk across from the bank, saw the whole thing. He could tell every detail of it. When I was 12, he told me. When I was 16, he told me. When I was 19, he told me. When I was 25, he told me. I loved it every time. Granddaddy, tell me the story of Jesse James. You know? Can you imagine old Noah? Methuselah, you talked with Adam. 300 years you lived when Adam was still alive. What was it like to be with the first man ever created? And, and, and my great-granddaddy, your dad, he just went into the heavenlies. Tell me about that. These four men, Seth, in his day, they started to call upon the Lord. Enoch, a preacher who was preaching the coming of judgment. Methuselah. His whole name, his life, his his existence, talking about judgment coming. Noah, for those years, building the ark and preaching and nobody listening. Does that describe today? Thank you very much for taking a few moments to join us in our study of prophecy. As in the days of Noah is what we've been listening to, you just listened to a portion of this very important five-hour, five-part series, audio series on CD that is available. It helps us to understand the times in which we're living in light of Bible prophecy you'd like to get a copy of this five-part, five-hour audio series on CD, call the toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. Now, that's toll-free from across America. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com. Once again, that number, 8Prophecy8, translated into 877-674-3298. 
Thank you again for joining us. I'm Jimmy DeYoung reminding you Jesus Christ can come at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...